You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to wrap up Kevin Klein Appreciation Month with A Fish Called Wanda. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am fine and dandy, sir. Just fine and dandy. So you are. Thank you for noticing. And we also have director <laughs> of photography Mike Griggs. Uh, what was the middle part? <sighs> of? <laughs> go, 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 go back one. What? <laughs> and we have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. And here we are talking... 1988. Gosh, man. Yeah, I'm about to say, bro. All over the map here. A fish called Wanda. (sighs) You guys seen this before? No. First time. Watch it on Friday and then watch it again tonight. Really? Today for the first time. Jared, even you? Like, this was on HBO. No, I know it was on HBO. And we had a conversation, and it's so fucking weird that it said a fish called Wanda, and we were on the phone, and I said... You know, I, I think I've seen this movie. Isn't there like a scene where a dude eats a fish? And you were like, yeah, it's that movie. But it wasn't the same movie. There's another the, movie where a dude eats a fish. There's another movie where somebody ate a fish. Because when, today when I got to the scene where he eats the fish, and I was like, I've never seen this before. Yeah, that's crazy because I thought that I had never seen this before. And then I got to the scene where he eats the fish. And I was like, oh, you know what? I have seen this scene before. Oh, we're trippy. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we were born in parallel universes, uh, Kristen. <laughs> Universi or universes. Um. That's going to bother me. What, I wonder what this other film is where somebody's eating a fish. What is it? Like Naked Gun? I think that's... No, that gets stuck on his finger, doesn't it? Maybe it is Naked Gun because it's a big, it's a big, like, crazy looking fish. But you're right. That gets stuck on his finger. Or is it nose? I forget. I forget what the... Is that, I can't even remember. That's the first or second one of those. It's been so no, long. no, no. He, he gets stuck on his finger, and he's like, he's trying to like, he's trying to shake it off, and then like the person comes in the room, and he like pulls his hand behind his back, yeah, you know, and then he, then he turns around and he flicks it back off in the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> those movies are yeah. so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought this movie was going to start out 
like like a James Bond spoof because you see Jamie Lee Curtis going around with her purse camera for some reason. Oh yeah, like what what, they, what a weird setup, and we never see anything like that again. Well, you don't need to see them rob it more than once. I don't know. There was a lot of like arbitrary setup moments in this where they just kind of did stuff for no reason other than they needed it to be done. And I think no, they, the, the, they're showing that they're criminal masterminds. It's like the opening of, you know, like the only thing we're missing is like is, is for her to like, you know, when she turns around and does that look and she's got the hat on if she takes the, the photos, hat's great is where she like pauses for a second and smiles at the camera and it says Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, and then, <laughs> <laughs> That's because she looks really confused when she comes out there like everybody else is, has something to do and she just walks out. She's just looking around looking to the around. left and the right. Well, she's like, taking photos with her purse, bro. <laughs> What the fuck are you? Woman, you look like you're a spy. You look like you're a fucking KGB agent. What are you doing? No, she looks like she's a KGB agent when she's wearing that blonde wig later. Oh, the one in the courtroom? Yeah. Yeah, totally not obvious. Why did they have J.B. Lee Curtis dress up? Why is she the only one that's like into disguise? Well, because she's not supposed to be there because she's like she was the alibi or whatever so she's like she's, in, she's incognito a, but no it's witness, not yeah. it's not just then like she, even on the robbery she's like uh she's dressed up as a man she's got a mustache oh that's right yeah and it's like <laughs> why she's the chauffeur driver nobody else has a has anything they just okay, take their stuff off as soon as they get the, out from the rest of her outfits she enjoys costumes and so it makes sense that she would like <laughs> dress up <laughs> every single time she can well, this is also why in the lineup they weren't going after the person driving the vehicle. They're going after the person, you know, in the passenger seat. Well, obviously That's... it's smart to have a disguise, but like I'm saying, like she clearly enjoys it. Yeah, I don't know. She did try to get. She did try to give that mustache to Michael Palin as he was walking away. She takes it off and hands it to him, and he's like, "The fuck am I supposed to do?" With this? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's to it's to it's to throw it away. It's to put it with all the other disguises so they can, as they drive by that trash truck, they can like throw it in. Oh, in so she like tapes time. it across the uh, paper bag so that they know which bag it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're all out of twisties. Here, use my mustache. It's got some glue left on it still. It's a twisty stick. It's got the curled ends, you know. It's, it's nicely waxed. Oh, it'd be awesome if it did. <laughs> I, I did like Kevin Klein's uh, facial hair, his his little stash with the uh, what is that a soap, soul patch? Is that what that's called? I mean, he was rocking it for sure. Yeah, I think it looks great. I do love his introduction, where like he wakes up and he shoots stuff, and then he's like, "What was I doing? Oh, I was reading. That's right." <laughs> <laughs> Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> he fell asleep reading the philosophy. That's a pretty great intro to his character. Buddhist meditation. Focuses your aggression. <laughs> the monks used it <laughs> before they went into battle. What a badass. <laughs> oh, that's actually uh, tantric focusing. <laughs> so stupid, man. His, his first scene's a little weird because he, he's like, it's really abrasive and, and his deliveries are really loud. It's kind of like he falls into his yeah. character a little more as yeah. the movie goes along. Uh, but yeah, he seems... You're talking about when he first walks in and he's like, Hi, Ken. Oh, great fish tank! You know, it's very forced. Maybe, maybe that's because maybe they're trying to show that he's acting. He's playing. A, he's playing a character. Yeah, but I think that was a deliberate choice. Okay. I don't know if it's a necessarily a good one, but I think it was a, definitely a choice. I mean, there were some interesting choices happening that, especially when he sneaks the honka honka and just moves right on, and they're like sneaks the honka honka. Oh, when he reaches over and grabs her breast. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's I didn't like know talking. That was called just, a appara- apparently, I need to. <laughs> Touch Jamie Lee Curtis in the middle of this sentence, and then we're just going to move right along. She's like, "Okay, that just happened," and they just keep talking. He's like, hey, "You know, that, that that's her. That's his sister. You can reach over and grab your sister's <laughs> breast." Apparently, in England. Uh, yeah, that, that was a little creepy. 
<laughs> but she looks at him. She's like, I'd fuck you even if you were my brother. I was like, oh, I didn't need that. <laughs> he's like, he's like nope. oh, my God, so nope. hot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Jimmy Lee right. Curtis is like licking everybody's face in this movie, man. Oh, there's so much spittle. I need a woman's opinion here. Uh, Griggs, um, so. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> no, um, so when she's like hearing these foreign languages and she just starts going insane, is that possible, Chris? She Kristen? starts fucking on the rope. <laughs> is, there, is there something that could just send you into <laughs> is overdrive? Possible? That, that easily? I, mean, I don't know. I've never I been don't... that turned on. <laughs> never been that turned on or you never been that turned on by like a foreign language I mean, uh, yeah it's something that just triggers you instantly you're just, she's just like oh my god oh um okay no i don't really think that's possible but i will say when <laughs> i don't know why when i was a little kid um <laughs> there were fucking women like this so like this is the 90s who would go on tv and yes that was their thing was like um, cause there was even that woman who was like, I just have to look at Stephen Colbert and I can orgasm instantly and people would like put her on camera and then she would just sit there and go, mm, and like do like, I mean, she actually, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was like way better at it than this woman was, but like, this is the thing that people did in the nineties. I think it was the nineties. Well, Stephen Colbert was like early aughts. Wasn't I'll he? have what she's anyway. Having. Uh, yeah, it was, I, has I uh, I don't I don't know if this is like real life, but that was a th- it was like a trend because it seems like that's the way to her heart or something because she's not like attracted to the barrister at all to the to the lawyer and then well, throughout she like kind of hold is. on is hold she, on she is, is she she's yeah. taking yeah. advantage so of this she dude. doesn't have no 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 hold on here's what's happening she doesn't have like an instant physical attraction but as she learns more about him he mm-hmm. she realizes yes there is an attraction there and he is my type and we have a future together um i mean i don't know if it's a great future there she's crazy um if it or didn't she have, presents it's crazy if it didn't have the text at the end of the film you wouldn't think that they would you would think that she would just end up knocking him in the back of the head with the, with the black no. thing and then just taking no. the money. He's are- no, no, no. They actually do have, um, all right. That was the original. Not a, this is not a healthy really? relationship. Is it really? I wouldn't yeah. call them like a healthy relationship, but I actually could see them working out because if he can do and what, like, you know, if he can turn her on, if she's attracted to him, if he can provide for her, those things are important. I could see her just staying with him. Why not? Hmm. I don't know. I think the the movie goes through a lot of steps to kind of talk about, not talk about, to illustrate how how she actually does like him. Like I was paying attention yeah. to that the second time around, just to see, like, all right, well, if if they end up together with seventeen kids or whatever, according to that postscript, <laughs> in a leper colony. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the leper colony comes into play, but like that was bizarre. There's well, there's specific charity. music choices. Like the the way the score un, kind of undergirds those moments, it's this real like tender sort of acoustic classical guitar situation. The Princess happening. Bride ripoff theme, yeah, yes, a hundred percent. Well, I was gonna say Leper Colony because it was written by someone from Monty Python, and that's just kind of running joke, in, you know. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. My my lack of knowledge of Monty Python has failed me on that one. You'll get there. I think she definitely starts to fall for him through the movie. Like she's she uses her womanly wiles on all of the guys because she's trying to manipulate everyone. And it seems like you, there's always like a little bit of a quick moment where she's trying to gauge how can I control this person. And usually it jumps to right, I'll, I'll kiss them and make them think that I want them because she does it with Ken. She does it with you know she's doing it with all of them. When when she and um, and what's his name are in that that house Archie. from the the yeah when they're in the house. 
and they're finally about to go at it before um, they're, they're, you know, he dies from British embarrassment. She is kind of falling for him. Like, she has that moment where she's like, are you rich? Like, just to find another excuse for herself, right? And he's like, no. And she's like, ah, well, you know, so she's kind of working herself into it, but also sort of realizing I think she does actually have feelings for him. Yeah, I think that was like that whole line of questioning. No, I think she is slowly falling. I think she has the potential to fall for any of these guys because, yes, she is manipulating them. But, like, you you have to be, like, super cold-hearted, like, unfeeling person to not have any sort of feelings and back. That's you know? kind so, of what she wants. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Right? No, but she's not. But she she's not. I don't think no, she is. She, I think she, she gets on the plane is, at the end by herself. She doesn't wait for a single fucking person. She leaves all those men she? behind. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. She can well, sit okay. there all, like, involved in a shootout. She's not going to go out there and do it. She's going to be like, fuck this. I'm going to Rio. No, like, I get that. She, out of everything <laughs> she does, that's the one thing. Kevin Klein like, yeah, gets in the car. She could have easily like gone to the airport, hit him on the head, and then gone back and picked up John Cleese's character. What are we talking about? No. What? No. She gets on the plane at that moment. She knocks him out. She gets on the plane. And when John Cleese sits next beside her, she's surprised by that. I don't I don't I don't think she's surprised. She thought they were all gonna like I think she's like, fuck these guys. Oh, no, I think she does. I think she does. So you think him getting on the plane at the end, she's like, well, I guess you won. So now I'm kind of with you because we have $20 million to spend. What, what is that weird line he says to her when he sits down? He's like, oh, well, if you don't behave, I'm going to have to start choking you to death or some shit like that. Or <laughs> well, I didn't catch break that her. He says he's going to break her neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you don't start behaving, I'm going to have to break your neck. But, you know, we can live happily ever after uh- otherwise. <laughs> What kind of dialogue? Maybe she's into that. Hey, man, you got to put women in their place sometimes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I don't. I don't feel like Jamie Lee's character's character is in love or cares about any of these people. I feel like she's hold on. You know what? Let me let me let me amend my previous statement. I think she is in love with him as much as she can be in love with anybody because. I think she clearly has control issues and trust issues and a whole host of issues. And so, as much as she can, I think she loves him. Just like as much as he can love her, like even though she's just manipulated him and he's, you know, he's just falling for it. Well, um, it's interesting you know, to, 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 to it feel works. like. It works. I think it works. A dysfunctional could... relationship. Sorry, Jared. Yeah, well, no doubt. It, it feels like, you know, it's, it's interesting to try to like possibly root for him because he's willing to drop his wife and his daughter, which, are, which you know, it, obviously there's the trouble in, in the marriage front and he's looking for something different. They still sleeping in separate beds and his, and his daughter is, is insufferable brat, you know, but he, he's, just, and he's going to basically leave everything behind his, his job and his family for this random, like American girl. Who's like a, like a fucking firecracker. Who's a loose cannon. I don't know. Again, that they go through strides to make sure that his character is well established in the fact that he's bored with his life. He hates his marriage. He hates being British because everything is just terrible fear of embarrassment. And so he can't be himself at all. And here's this, this woman who comes along and wakes up his entire life, causes him to recognize that he doesn't enjoy his wife at all, that he doesn't like anything about his life. I, I, can kind of understand that he would be like, you know what? Fuck this. What do you want from life, Wanda? Let's let's go to South America. Let's do something else. Anything else. Yeah, it's. I think it's very realistic, actually. Because <laughs> he's not even the one with the money. He said specifically his wife is the one who owns the house and has the money. So, like, what what is he going to lose? Like, she's going to take all the money and then he's going to not get to see his kid that he kind of hates anyway? Because well, Porsche's still going to get her horse, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, do shut up, Portia. <laughs> but, Mommy, I need a nose job. 
My Moses. It's so big. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually uh, John Cleese's uh, daughter. His actual daughter. His actual daughter. It plays his daughter in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Probably a spoiled brat in real life as well. <laughs> it's not acting. It's real. He's like, darling, I have the best role for you. <laughs> Inspired by you and your mum. We actually did name a Porsche after the car. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? What is a Porsche if not a car? I didn't get that. Like, what's the? It's a. That's a famous uh, poem. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not smart, Brian. Uh, this is uh, English literature, very long time ago, Jared. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was watching Power Rangers back then. You're plenty <laughs> smart. You're just not. <laughs> you're just not well read. Yeah. <laughs> So, class, turn to Jane Eyre, chapter... <laughs> All right, what are the Power Rangers aye, aye, aye. doing this week? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait, was that, was that, that the was, dude that with the, the visor? That was, that was Alpha, bro. <laughs> oh, I didn't know his name. Uh, Recognize the voice, though. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess uh, this is Kevin Klein month. We should uh, mention and uh, probably talk about uh, this is his only Oscar win, Best Supporting Actor. It must have been a light year. I was. Very That's what surprised. I was wondering too. <laughs> I was too. Not only was it a, co- a comedic role, but it's like yeah. so slapstick, and he's so over the top. I was like, yeah. he won for this. Like he's like a fantastic actor, but like this is what he won for. Well, it's just to give him credit for all the other actual good roles, so he can be like Oscar-winning Kevin Klein. No, he wasn't old enough at that point for them to do that. They do that troll. I mean, he was like thirty-two, wasn't he? That's not old. In this, what? what? In this, he has to. No, be I'm old saying that's that. old enough for him to be like having done a few things. No, but they give Oscars out when you do shit, uh, like when you're like 60 and 70, 80. Well, that's not true. Like 30. Yeah, yeah he, no, this he, wasn't he like the lifetime achievement level Oscar where they're like, you haven't won for things you should have, so here we'll finally give it for this. Oh, like the Aviator, yeah, or Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Did you say like the Aviator? No, wait, wait. Like maybe. What did he win the Oscar for? It was Departed. The Departed. That's right. It's like the Departed. (laughs) It's like the Departed when he should have won for the Aviator. There we go. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, now we're tracking. Aviator's the one he should have won for. Not Taxi Driver. Not fucking Raging Bull. Fuck those movies. That was too early. That was a piece too early in his two. Yeah, they are. They are. But like you know, but the fucking the Departed, which is a fucking remake. Come on, bro. A remake's gotta win every now and again. I like the Departed. It's good. It is good. It's damn entertaining. I thought this was a little over the top, though. <laughs> so seriously, what what were the other like? Who were the other dudes up for supporting actor? Oh, the only one I can remember off the top of my head's uh, River Phoenix for uh, what's the name of that movie? Empty, the Big Empty. Is that the name of it? So- something Empty. I like the clip that you sent where uh, where him winning the award and River Phoenix like losing his shit. When when you know when they call Kevin Klein, River Phoenix is like jumping up and down and clapping his shit in his seat, like like he thought he won for a second. <laughs> He's like, I don't have to get up there and do a fucking speech. I'm right. This is awesome. <laughs> but I will say that his hair looked excellent. He looked like he was a fucking like Revlon commercial. <laughs> River Phoenix always. Yeah. yeah, he always did have luscious locks. Mm. But yeah, I, I, after all the movies that we've seen this month, I do, I think this is my least favorite of Kevin Klein's performances. I agree. Yeah. I, I am surprised he, he won. Least favorite for, like, in what sense? Like, how so? Uh, in every way. Uh, like, in terms of, like, bombastic comedy, I like I Love You to Death better. His performance there just works better. Seriousness, the big chill, those subtle moments. At least he gets to use his own accent this time, and he's not, like, doing a southern or 
a really crappy what do you Italian. Mean? He was doing he was doing an Italian accent the whole time. Yeah, but Not he was an American time. doing gorgonzola, parmigiano, parmigiano reggiano. Ma- but he's an American you doing an Italian just like we would, <laughs> like we're doing an Italian accent right now. So. I, it's easy to give it a pass. It's the pizza guy. <laughs> he should have said that. He should have done that at least once in the middle, you know. <laughs> Wait, this was before that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, all right, never mind. He hadn't, he hadn't done it yet. So When I was watching this, I, I, I don't know. I had kind of had a reverse big chill <laughs> reaction to this movie Ooh. when I remember watching this as a teenager and loving it and laughing my ass off. Guys, I didn't laugh that. I haven't seen this movie in about ten years. Mm. I d- I didn't laugh that much in this. No, neither did I. Were you guys All cracking right, well, up? I, I didn't have a ten year gap between the two, but watching it on Friday or Saturday, whenever it was, I I was like cackling at a, a few of the jokes, and then this time it was like really, really slow and drudgery like waiting for those jokes to come by, and then they came by again, and I was like, "All right, that was pretty funny," but I wasn't like shout laughing at it. Like I did the first time, I don't think it really holds up to multiple viewings. Is kind of how I felt about it. Man, I mean, maybe. Your, what were your big moments? Um, most of the big moments were when they were channeling all of um, the Pink Panther Strikes Again, and M- Sir Michael Palin was trying to murder the old lady, and just kept <laughs> killing the dogs instead. Oh my god, dude! He flattens that. <laughs> that one dog gets ran over and it cuts and it's like a flat dog like laid out. I was like, all right, we've gone into fucking comic book territory here. Yeah, yeah. Insanity. At least well, I like a little blood on that one shot, but yeah. So I grew up with all the Pink Panther movies and in the uh, the Pink Panther Strikes Again, Dreyfus is trying to just obsessively kill Clouseau and he keeps failing like 15 times throughout the movie. And it just felt like they like they were like, oh, let's do that. Let's let's do that in this, and we'll do a couple of gags, and we'll make it fun. And most of it worked really well for me. Uh, every time they cut to the the funerals with like the little choir for a fucking dog, that that sent me man. I love the little choir boys in the background that are standing <laughs> behind the preacher. <laughs> and it's so fucked up because dude loves animals so much. Like Ken, Ken is just his whole yeah. house is covered in like animal. You know, save animals. the seals. <laughs> yeah, save the seals. And the first thing that fucking like that Otto does when he comes in is he throws a dagger into the throw seals the head. knife. This is what we need to do: kill the seals, kill the baby seals. Oh man! But yeah, no. I was a little so I actually thought it was a little over the top, but it had funny moments. But at the same time, I I wonder. Uh, I was <laughs> a little struck by all of I don't want to call this. I mean, but kind of, I was kind of struck by the animal cruelty in this, like with the killing of the dogs and the eating of the fish and the killing of the little seals. I mean, like, but we don't still do that. Like, that's not normal. Like, I was kind of shocked by some of that. Yeah, I mean, no, you guys all watch animals dying regularly. Well, when this movie (laughs) came out, a lot of people were like kind of pissed about it, you know. I mean, even when it like started getting thrown around in like awards talks, everyone was like, "Wait, the movie where they make fun of people that stutter and the, uh, animal cruelty?" Yeah, and- they make fun of the what? stutter too. I was like, "What is happening in this movie? Like, that would never happen in a movie today." Well, I mean, it was oh, no, it was a thing not. when the movie came out. Even like even in '88, people were kind of taken aback by it. But I don't know. It's all played for situational jokes <laughs> and. I don't, I'm not, I don't hate it. I didn't say they shouldn't do it. I didn't, I just said I was a little surprised by it. Dude, when he's like, he's like, she's like, 
hey, uh, <laughs> she's like, hey, Ken, do you want a drink or something? He's like, y- 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 y-. He's, yes, he wants, he wants one. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, bro. <laughs> and then he brings it up when they're having their like, their like crook meeting. He's like, he's like, what if he has to ask a question to answer a question in the middle of this? Say something. He's like, no one talks the heist. Yeah. <laughs> well, then after that, he's always like, oh, look, it's K-K-K-K-Ken. It's like, goddamn, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck. But it's beautiful and it pays off at the end when he actually thinks he kills fucking Otto and he's like, I can speak. <laughs> Revenge. Yep. 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 That was a great moment. Yeah. Oh man. People... <laughs> There's real great moments. Like 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 when when they go and they uh they open the safe and she's about to knock him in the head and then she she's pulls it back. She's just holding it right there. Yeah, just... that's so perfect. That sets up her character really nicely. But then he's like but in that same moment we get a great moment with setting up his character because like he's like, Why are people always taking advantage of me? <laughs> like <laughs> even though he's like basically doing the same shit, you know. It's just great so hard to moments. get people to trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Can't trust anyone these days. Uh, yeah, that's the problem in that situation. Yeah, no doubt. Disappointed. Yeah, I love that. Disappointed. He <laughs> <laughs> just shoots his gun. What are you doing? Thinking. Uh, just blasting off. And, like, he's got a gun, just random. He's shooting shit constantly. Like, shooting people's hats off. Like, like fucking... <laughs> Dude, Otto's got so many problems. He brings a bunch of uh, ninja outfits and a crossbow to a robbery. That crossbow <laughs> shot was awesome, dude. It was it was a pretty dope shot. That thing looked like a toy Nerf gun, man. <laughs> it just looks so ridiculous. It worked. I uh, mean, if you're going to uh, put a, a door opening button on the other side of the wall, how else are you supposed to open it? There's one, there's one creative shot uh, when they open up that. Could have uh, used a yardstick. <laughs> we fashioned a very long poking device. The the lighting in that scene is kind of shit. Uh, it's just bad. But um, like when when they're emptying out the, the safes, when they cut from the they open up and they cut into that room where the two guys run in. I guess they didn't have a wider lens and they couldn't fit them both in, so they dutched the angle yeah. to get, oh, to get yeah. them both in the shot. Yeah. And uh, it was obviously uh, just a framing thing because they couldn't get what they needed. And then they they kind of mirrored it a little bit in the B roll. I love that. It was a, it was a neat feel to that. Scene. And the whole robbery like felt so out of character, out of place, like camera wise from the rest of the movie. Like I I I was I kept expecting it to like cut to one of the characters watching this robbery on a, like a TV show or a movie or something and be like, we should totally do it like this. And then it <laughs> actually happened to be their robbery. And I was like, oh, oh okay, never mind. Bro, Orange <laughs> Ocean's Eleven hadn't come out yet, so they didn't know how to do it properly. But I mean, legit, it was it just it, like the style was so different, and then especially like you're saying those Dutch angles and Ocean's Eleven. It took, it took me back. It was a remake, so the one with the the original one would have been out. Jack, I know, Brian. I saw your face. <laughs> when I said it. You know, all my shit is from like you know, like late '90s on. That's my references, Brian. <laughs> Kind of. Early, early 80s. The world is so much bigger. <laughs> I know. I'm getting there. That's why I joined this podcast. <laughs> to learn more. <laughs> so we can get beyond Flipper, the little rascals. Stand when we get them done, Brian, <laughs> we can move on. First you have to achieve, and then you can right, move yeah. on. We, we, we have to set the bar, and then we can like look around it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. 
Yeah. We so the Paul, way that we, we can Paul actually Hogan watch. We'll, we'll get it done, all right? Paul Hogan Month. <laughs> Three of those movies would have to be Crocodile Dundee films. I know. And then Flipper. No, Lightning Wait, Jack. Wait, do you start no, no, with Flipper no, no, or do you no, end no, with no, Flipper? No, 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 no. It would be, it'd be <laughs> Crocodile Dundee 1 2, Lightning Jack and Flipper. Let's get it done. That's, that's fair. That's fair. It's not a nice. Listeners, you can request this because February <laughs> is listener request month. So send in all of your Paul Hogan movie requests and we can yeah. do it in February. It's coming up real soon. That's like next week, right? Next week, yeah. Or we could do something, you know, like you want to listen to that's good. Um, <laughs> that's, that's whatever, you, whatever you request, we have I, to actually review. And I think watch. we're going to review so. Fantasia 2000 and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Garfield, in, like, a tale LSD to watch that shit. Garfield, a tale of two kitties. Um, <laughs> I know the producer from that. We can. Uh, yeah, that's what can, I'm saying. <laughs> I'd like to bring him on and, and talk about that. So yeah, we could totally do that. Wait, I thought it was Indian in the cupboard. Now it's you, we no, want no, to no, do no, Gar- no, 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 same person. I know, right? Like, no, no, no. I think he directed that one, dude, or he EP'd that one or something. He had something to do with bigger uh, on that second one. Interesting. What Indian in the cupboard? No, Garfield. Oh, a tale of Garfield. Two kitties. No, he was just he, he produced the shit out of it. Yeah. Obviously. We're fortunate enough they didn't make a sequel to Indian in the Cupboard. Um. <laughs> the Indian in the Wardrobe. <laughs> I do believe you're making jokes, but I, weren't there like three books in that series? I don't know, but but when I brought that up to him, when I brought that up to him, he was like, Omre! And I was like, you still remember the kid's name? <laughs> oh, great movie. Hmm. So I guess uh, now's now's a good time a to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> now on that delicious uh, note, so uh, let's uh, let's t- let's take that break. We're watch we're gonna watch the trailer for A Fish Called Wanda. We'll be right back. Otto is a man of many talents. Hey, great fish! Oh, a little squeeze of lemon, some tartar sauce. Ken well, is a man of few words. <laughs> Tell him from me. The- George is the man with the plan. Thirteen millions, my friends. And Wanda... Do you speak Italian? Molto pericoloso. ...is the woman they love. They all set out to commit the perfect crime. To twenty million. To a job well done. But it turned into something... George moved the loot? ...less than perfect. Disappointed! So they turned to a lawyer named... Archie Leash! Leach. George is going to tell him what the diamonds are. With Wanda as the bait. I want you to make love with me. Pop. Nothing, nothing. He's really hooked. I thought you weren't jealous. I'm not. I don't believe in jealousy. It's for the weak. Come on, girl, as bright as you could have a brother who's so. Don't call me stupid. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. Are you totally deranged? You're afraid so, old chap. John Cleese. Will you leave immediately, please? Jamie Lee Curtis. Kiss me there. Kevin Klein. Put the other one up. Michael Palin. May I kiss you, Ken? No, you can't! A fish called Wanda. A smashing. Oh, dear. Comedy. And we're back. That was a trailer for Charles Crichton's A Fish Called Wanda. With trailer guy voice. <laughs> I like that trailer. It set up the story. I think I laughed out loud more at that trailer uh, than I did watching the movie. But maybe that's just the situation. I don't know. I think it just it reminded you of all those funny moments from the movie. It's like, oh yeah, that was clever. 
It, it, it did remind me, uh, they show that shot of uh, John Cleese standing there butt naked with the picture. I love that. Over his uh, like, dude, penis. The insert shot of the little girl like leaning forward just, to look no, they're down. They're just looking, they're looking straight ahead. They're looking, yeah. you know, they're just. <laughs> but then she like leans in and she's like. Huh. Did you, do you guys watch this on Blu-ray by any chance? No, the DVD is rough. It's super rough. No. I watched, I watched it on the DVD and then I rented it as well to watch the HD. Because the DVD you gave me was like four by three and then then yeah. windowed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I had to like zoom it. It is rough. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is like how poverty people watch movies. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I noticed on the Blu-ray you can actually see for a couple frames the cliche penis. You oh, it's see totally some shaft. There. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Right Never behind the it. picture? It's not full frontal. It's no, like, you know, partial it's frontal. It's when he's at the side and he takes his pants off. Oh yeah, no. It's when he stands up. You can see it behind the. There's a. There's a. There's a. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. He takes his pants off yeah. and he stands up. <laughs> I was. I was surprised. <laughs> Why, by, by the size, or just that you saw it at all? Both. Oh yeah, yeah. Police was uh, working out. He was like, "Man, you know, I'm gonna get naked. I'm, I'm gonna make sure I, I, I work out, look good, and uh, maybe do some some length exercises. Oh, a, cu- a couple, <laughs> a couple pinch and tugs. Yeah." <laughs> So, uh, do you think there was a Texas switch from when he took the uh, took the underwear off before he threw it on his on his face? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would there be? <laughs> He's like, all right, I guess I'm gonna throw my own underwear on my face. All right, that's cool. All right, and go. Speaking of underwear on the face, like when um, Kevin Klein is in the awesome lovemaking scene where he's she's like he's like undressing her, and he like pulls her boot off and he sticks it on her face. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like blowing it up, like sucking in all her fucking foot funk into his lungs. I think that's he, he gets power from that because he even like smells his own armpit. He's like, he does. <sighs> he does that like three or four times throughout the I movie. He's, he's definitely <laughs> he likes the funk. I just need a smell of a little musk. His sexual technique is pretty good. It's kind of like on trampoline. Uh, <laughs> big big stroke, big stroke, big stroking, uh, bouncing. You know, it's it's like you're in a bounce house. And then he just stops. And goes cross-eyed. That's what he won the Oscar for. Was that actually? Moment. I, I, the I like. Face. I, no, no. In, in that moment, right where his eyes cross and, and he and he reaches his climax, I, I, her her feet tilt forward slightly, like like she's like, you know. Oh, she's definitely trying not to laugh. It's no, no, no. There's a great little beat there. It was funny. I was like, all right, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. That that part works, but it's I don't know. I, I think the funniest thing is when they're cutting back to. Uh, Archie and he's like over oh there, my like, god clipping those his toenails. So, <laughs> this is so oh, great. man, and his this wife's so in the background, like modestly, like taking her panties yeah. off under her nightgown. And <laughs> under she, like, the kinda, nightgown, and she like kicks them <laughs> off into the closet or whatever. Like <laughs> that cross cutting was brilliant. But she has a little moment where she looks at him right there, where she's looking. Maybe, maybe he's gonna see me, you know. And but there's nothing. He's just reading his papers, thinking about Wanda. Oh, I thought it was more not like maybe he'll see me, but more like. Like fear that he'll see me. Like I hope he doesn't notice. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, that's the way I read it too, for sure. I mean, obviously she's still like into him because when she thinks that, when she thinks that she gets the gift, like she's like flabbergasted that he would do something, <laughs> like to try to do anything with the relationship. So I don't think that she's totally cut off for him. Or you think she, you mean that she's just so modest or like so British? So British, but also so British. just because he. 
Yeah, I I don't hold on because um like anybody who gets me like a like a very nice locket or a nice something or other like I'm gonna be like wow you don't talk to me or do any pay attention to me but thank you like it's no it's a nice gesture it doesn't mean that she's still into him or has any hope for I don't know were they kind of playing it like that they had sex that night because like oh, that, next, that is Wait, yeah who? it kind of seemed like that because she's Archie like and his oh wife. Like Archie after, after oh. no definitely not. No, no the I next don't think day, so. They're, ha- no, they're having breakfast, not. and she is like, she's actually smiling during that scene. She's like even humming to herself. And, you know, I don't know. I was like, oh, I didn't get that at all. Did they do it? Maybe I didn't notice. I, yeah, that. I'm with you, Brian. I, I think, uh, I think the end of that scene is she's she's like embracing him and like, oh, yeah. Archie, and it's like the first time you actually see them like make physical contact. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're so separated. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about after she gets the locket. Yeah, she gets yeah. the locket. Okay, cool. I was thinking you were talking about the bedroom scene still. Because I was like, no, there's nothing there. They never... Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Okay, no, yeah, a- sorry. Afterwards, like, they're having breakfast. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. About. Totally, totally, yeah. I-, I think they totally hooked up after the locket scene. Because he was rare to go after Wanda being there. And two seconds of turning that onto his wife. And she was like, okay. I love Kevin Klein trying to explain that he's in the fucking CIA and shit, and then she's and then she's like, "Well, I actually, you know, have, I know a lot about yeah. this." Like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so uh, it's an XK Red Twenty Seven technique. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not." <laughs> what was that ridiculous name uh, Kevin Klein gives? Dude, and she fucking nails it. I wish Jim I knew what Demert- it was. Yeah. and something. And then she just well, well, yeah, Sundenfrenson. So amazing, yeah. Without a fucking beat, she just goes right through. You British. You pompous asshole. Oh, man. <laughs> I did love how every time he drives on the wrong side of the road and almost gets hit, he's calling asshole! out the other person asshole. <laughs> I like with that first one, he barely hits that other car, yeah. just like tips it. <laughs> okay, well, why does Kevin Klein, why does he have the steering wheel on the left side and every other car in this movie is in the right? Because if you're American and you go to England and they see that you're American, they will only rent you a car that has the American side. Really? No, I'm making that up. <laughs> oh. But it made sense to me. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard That's of that. <laughs> we have these special American cars at the airport. <laughs> and that's why it's that giant Cadillac, because it's just been there since the fucking 50s. Like, <laughs> no Americans to drive it. Cost extra to get the steering wheel. Yeah, and it costs extra to to fill up the giant gas tank. You know, it's just a way for them to fuck Americans, (laughs) fucking pompous ass British. Where would you be without us? It was German. It was bizarre. He had a spot on British accent when he when he when he got on the phone to do the. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love how he started with the Italian accent and then just jumps into the British and expects the police to be like, "All right, that's cool. We're going to take you seriously." Oh, oh, there was no. They sent the whole fucking cavalry. They didn't send out normally. Send like a couple patrol guys just to make sure. Whatever. They like, no, no, this has to be it. (laughs) Pounce. Yeah, that that is something that kind of bothers me about the movie is they spend so much time. Explaining this legal setup and explaining the glass that's on George's uh, foot that's going to get him in jail. And the way this movie ends up wrapping all this stuff up, it's so ridiculous. I don't understand the, why they the spend. The one witness dies and then the whole case is done. Well, yeah. so and like, then well, Jamie Lee Curtis is just like, yeah. and uh, That's real. That happens. I mean, he actually went out America, and robbed all those happens. people. And then she just leaves and goes to the airport. Yeah. yeah, but but also the the weird thing is is like you know, dude's wife has this locket the whole time, and she knows that it's a locket, but she never opens it. 
what's the first thing you do when you get a locket? You're going to open it and open see, it. oh, like. Yeah, I thought they, that they, was they, a. Unless she odd. doesn't know it's a locket. No, no, he, he, he says, he he says does, to he her. He calls it a locket. He calls yeah. it a locket oh, okay. to her. He said, I need to return the locket because, you know, it was a family heirloom and all that. She's like, fuck you. It's the one nice thing you've ever done for me. Like, you know, I'm going to put a picture of you, of, of our daughter in here or whatever, but she never fucking opens it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And she'd open it and be like, what is this key? She opened it. it, it that's the key to my heart. Oh, yeah, right? It looks like a What's safety deposit key. Yeah. <laughs> in the heart-shaped box. Oh, no! <laughs> They're also very aggressive when they go in with those guns. They, like, shoot out the fucking glass. That's You know, what if that wasn't, like, safety glass? And they shoot, like, right at those people, and they're, like, shooting all the fucking, like, locks off and shit. Aren't there, like, gun bans in, in, in England? Yeah. I guess this had to be way before that. No, because uh, the um, the police officers don't have guns. Just the criminals. Just the criminals, yeah. Yeah. All right. With silencers. He's just, like, randomly shooting. <laughs> <laughs> just constantly shooting a gun, <laughs> and I love I love when he goes to the airport and he goes through the fucking metal detector and he, he just throws tosses it, it he and tosses it, it and catches it. it on the other side. I was like, oh my god, how many takes did that take? Like that was awesome, was fucking brilliant for sure. <laughs> and then Ken just gets on the baggage to go through yeah, the whole nobody thing. Cares. Oh, wait. He just... I think uh, no, no, no. This is saying that uh, guns were banned in the UK in '97. Yeah, I don't remember any of the cops though having pistols in a, in a holster or anything like that i mean maybe they never had any guns the cops didn't i don't know it's like in demolition man they all had just those glow rod things <laughs> 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 that, yes that, just like that Jack. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to britain we're well, gonna get the glow rod <laughs> <laughs> oh you'll get it later is that a reference because he's gay that, that was funny because like you know just how Wanda always resorts to kissing like that's his thing too he's gonna take yeah, her he's thing like, right, he's I'm like I'm just gonna come on to you yeah <laughs> I love how every time after that interaction he sees him he goes hi honey <laughs> I love watching you walk away that's my man <laughs> nobody touch him <laughs> he's mine <laughs> that's so you're not gonna kill her <laughs> you you owe me a um, in that scene, I watched that scene a couple times because uh, I kept rewinding because I was missing things. Uh, you can there's a stand in the shot uh, at the very beginning of that when they walk over into that tree. There's a light stand you can actually see in the shot right there, like on the street. Yeah, it's just right under the tree. Uh, they it, it, they only the camera but like operator, literally under the tree. It's under the tree. There's a stand leg coming into the shot. When they, when he pans over, you catch it just for like a second and it sits there for a second and then he readjusts. And then mm. the rest of the scene, they never go back that way again. So it's just the beginning, right when they walk over at the end of there, when he's like chasing him down. I wonder Anyways. if that's one of those kinds of things that they, maybe the camera operator kind of thought he saw it, but was like, ah, it'll be fine. And then they just didn't have like a video assist to actually confirm that it was I don't, present you know, for the it, shot. They, there was a lot of movies back then, they didn't have playback. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no way to know. And also, it's so random. The only reason I saw it is because I saw it multiple times and, I, you know, shit like that jumps out at me. But it's just weird. Just a random thing. You, there's a little film gear in this shot. They also hold on the shots for a long time, too. Not a lot they of do. cutting back and forth. But that's okay. I think if, I think it works in this. I, I think it has, well, a, has a feel to it. Like, I, I, I didn't yeah. like all the shots of the fish at the beginning. I thought that felt really, like... Um, Amateur, mm. like that's kind of how floaty, like like just it was badly shot to me for some reason. But then, it, like the, as the movie went on, I, I don't know, I, it, its style 
kind of felt good. Like so only only every now and then shit feels. I mean, it was like a title sequence situation, but bro, James Bond sets the the, the, the fucking level so that's, high. No, that's fair. I'm not saying you can't do <laughs> well, amazing you know, title James sequences. Bond I'm just Juno. saying for the like, sake you know, both of like those title sequences are excellent. Um, <laughs> sorry, James Bond. To what? What was it? Second? I said James Juno. Bond and Juno. Uh, you know the title. Se- <laughs> Elliot Page for the win. Uh. All right, so Jared's talking privileges have been revoked for the next <laughs> two minutes. We could we could talk more about things that you can see in in camera that are <laughs> cameras, like one of the shots with uh, John Cleese where he's he's look like there's a mirror on that wall, and someone comes through the door like you can and it, he kind of it fl- floats over. You can see the uh, camera reflected in the mirror. Oh, really? Yeah. What scene is that? I want to go back and watch that. Oh, I forget. I just remember seeing, like, that's a really big mirror on the wall. How do I not see anything? Oh, <laughs> oh there's, the like, oh, there's the oh, camera. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, I love that. That's cool. I do like the the shot where you, when you uh, John Cleese is being hung upside down at the window. That is yeah. one of my favorite moments of the whole movie, that? honestly. Is, is he in a harness? Cause yeah. I, there's no way they painted it out, you know? So I'm like, okay, so this is before they were able to really do you all can, that. So. You can see him a little in the, in the shot. Um, they, he's got steel cables running from his waist. Oh, really? It's yeah. Just, it's, they're you, going you out his legs. The shot. Yeah, I, I noticed in the trailer there, I, I, the roll is kind of wompy, like, but I like it. It has this nice feel to it. I think that's it. a different take. That, it did feel different, that did didn't not it? Seem, yeah, that's in the trailer. That didn't seem yeah. like the same shot. It felt different, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's cleaner in the movie. Yeah. It plays, it just, it plays, it's just like in situations like that, when someone's trying to vanilla ice you, um, like, it feels like there's no... Vanilla ice you? I don't get that reference. Yeah, uh, Suge Knight held vanilla ice out a window like that. Um, <laughs> look that up. Uh, anyways, um... <laughs> Or it's also what's in the rock, you know, when when the dude goes over and he's being held by the fucking like the cord from the from the from the shower. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, it feels like there's no weight, like it's too easy. But like in this film, it plays a little more because it because every now and then there's some weird fucking cartoon shit that happens. Like we're dropping shit on people's head, or we're flattening a fucking dog flat, or you know, there there there's some like odd. You know, we're going to run over somebody with a steamroller, but they're going to survive somehow and be hanging on the side of the plane. <laughs> like, like he, he, he can pop up out of nowhere like Michael Myers. Like, he can slip into holes and like, ah, he's just there. You know. <laughs> just because like it was Jamie Lee Curtis, okay. It's, that was your one Michael Myers reference. Yeah. Uh, oh, no shit. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about that. But like, I like when he's outside the house and he's like explaining. He's like, he's like, I know my sister's hot. You know, he's like, I, I give you, I, I, I give you permission. You can fuck the shit out of her. Work away. <laughs> and dude's wife, wife just is just like listening. There. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Uh, the ending scene where he's standing in the concrete and he's just <laughs> waiting. Seen him fall waiting. off the plane. <laughs> oh, you mean where he's stuck in the concrete? Well, yeah, you, know, you can't you yeah. can't slip your feet out of your shoes. Apparently, I think right, the, right. The concrete actually binds or like to the skin. lean out of the way or something like that. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He, no, it's like he's kind of dumb. We've established time. that yeah. he's an idiot. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd buy, I'd buy that. I buy it more than Charlie Theron and Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Just saying. I mean, you know, mm, not wrong. It did make me think of Austin Powers. That's all I could think no, of the I was entire of time. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> 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 ah, ah! 
That's probably what inspired them. They were like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Next oh, moment. yeah. Well, we could, we could just do it. Yeah. Or, you know, the best uh, version of that is uh, Roger Rabbit, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But I no, IMDb says that they originally shot it so that he died in that. And test audiences were like, what the fuck? He can't just die. <laughs> and so you they, mean he can't just die? They he got reshot it so that he's alive and, like, bloody. Which I, I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem like it's true because either they also reshot the fact that he is on on the plane trying to do the whole Mission Impossible. I'm going to hold on to the end of the plane. Like, what? how much of this did they reshoot? Come on. I want to know how they shot the shot with him in the steamroller. Oh, how they got that shot? They took the steamroller and they cut out a uh, three-foot section of the middle of it. And when he was laying down, they are shooting that close-up and they just ran the steamroller over him and the section that's cut out is where he was no fucking way man what if it like adjusted but yeah wouldn't do it <laughs> well no it would they didn't actually have a, a the actual roller wheels on there uh it was like some like a like aluminum and the edges were soft and things it, it wasn't like an actual okay. steamroller and they just cut the middle section of some metal out wow yeah because it, it was it hollow good. it's it's it sells i mean like he kind of like pushes whatever it, it works uh, yeah it's good it's good framing for the uh effect yeah. $8 million the movie cost. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That kind of feels like it. But here's the surprising thing. Domestically, it did pretty good. $62 million, right? Worldwide, this movie made $188 million. No Holy way. shit. That's a lot of money oh, for $8 million. Right? Hit number, ten, uh, hit number one in uh, the United States box office in its 10th week of release. Sleeper hits. Wow. Way to go. Way to go. Eight million dollars and today's money is eighteen million eight hundred and fifty-three thousand. That's still pretty cheap for a comedy, yeah. even today. It's like a Judd Apatow level there. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's significantly under what Judd Apatow usually spends on his shit. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, unless you're talking like late '90s, early 2000s. No, I'm talking about Judd Apatow in the '80s, bro. <laughs> what? Mm. Nothing. I don't even. I don't. What <laughs> was he doing in the '80s? Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to respond yeah. to this. Like, <laughs> Dreaming about working for the Simpsons or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> what, what was the, was it Freaks and Geek? Was it the TV show he did? Yeah, but that yeah. was in like late 90s or was that early 2000s? I can't remember. Linda I watched Carter most of it when bro. it came out. She's oh like, my God. Oh. <laughs> Be still my beating heart. Looks like Judd Apatow was doing stand up in the 80s. Good for him. So doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was working out his material, being funny on stage and acquiring nobody. life experience. All right, so who's writing this thing? Who's going first? I'll go first. And this was this was funnier than I expected it to be. Um, maybe I just went in with low expectations, but I I think I I enjoyed it for the most part. It's a pretty classic British comedy. A lot of setups, a lot of a lot of situational jokes, a lot of um, let's take some concept and try to find a way to string them all together in some semblance of a plot that kind of makes sense. Um, some of it felt very like made-for-TV movie arbitrary in some of those setups. Um, I guess none of that was like so offensively arbitrary that it it you know didn't really work in those setups. I, man, the comedy the comedy is great. I really enjoyed it. I don't know that this movie entirely knows what it's trying to be. Is it a heist movie? Is it entirely a comedy? Is it is it this? Is it that? Like, um, 
the first time I watched it, it was really fun because it was all unexpected. The second time, and now granted, this was three or four days later, uh, I was. It, it felt. It felt slow there. Yeah, I really felt the the length, which is not that long. It's like one forty eight or something like that. I really enjoyed Kevin Klein in this. He's very over the top. Um, he's very physical in his comedy, and I kind of appreciated that. We've seen a lot of varieties of Kevin Klein over the last few weeks, and the fact that this is the thing that he won the Oscar for, or even as a supporting role, is a little bewildering. But I mean, the guy is super talented, and if this is what it is, then cool. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it should have been like. Most most of the time, when an actor doesn't get a lot of you know Oscar nominations, it's like, oh well, you've you've done a lot of things, and then like we were saying earlier, had such a great career, we kind of just need to give this to you so that you can be acclaimed because you're worth it. This was early in his career, so it's interesting that he did most of his better work after this happened. I don't understand that, but I'm not in the Academy, so you know who am I to talk? I'm gonna give this a seven point five. I think it was totally worth watching. It holds up for something that came out in 88 yeah 7.5 7.5 who's going next i'll go next what was with, what's with that face brian it's, sorry no it's this called is, a fish called wanda this is I my thought face you were about to ask sorry. what the movie is oh it's just right all right all right yeah. okay uh, i'll go next um i <laughs> i enjoy this a lot um i but at the same time i after watching the last few kevin klein movies that we did i was also a little disappointed with this um just because i was not expecting it to be so over the top and i, I knew it was slapsticky but i didn't realize like how much it was um but i i, I still enjoyed it i still laughed a fair amount um I still enjoyed a lot of the setups and it didn't all entirely make sense, but it doesn't have to. It's fun. And um, yeah, I don't understand how uh, anyone won an Oscar for this, but um, <laughs> you know, I, enjoy, I still enjoyed it. Um, and um, visually, um, yeah, I actually, I really enjoyed all of the costumes. I thought that each character was like very well defined and even Jamie Lee Curtis with all of her ever-changing costumes and disguises. And I, I, I just thought everything worked. Everything looked really, really great. I enjoyed this Kevin Klein character, um, but at the same time, I think this is one of his weakest ones in the sense of... Um, I don't, he's just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. The character doesn't make sense to me, but I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. He's fine. He's, I mean, I enjoyed it. I feel very mixed about it. Like, I feel like it could have been so much better, but at the same time, I still enjoyed it a lot. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and give this an, I'll give it, an, I'll be nice. I'm going to give it an eight. I don't know that it's like that great, but like, you know, it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. You sound very on the fence about this. I eight. am. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I don't know. It's like it's a ten, she's, maybe. She's given no. way better, way lower. So I, yeah, I except mean, the eight. If if look, look, let's be honest. If Kevin Klein was not in this, if this was, you know, I would probably give it like a six. Um, mm -hmm. There it is. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, but he is, so it's it's an eight. <laughs> he is a two point redeeming factor. And Noted. if he was better in this, if if it wasn't so shitty, I would totally give it a ten. <laughs> it's like how a Matrix movie automatically gets a five just because it's a Matrix movie. 
Yeah. I gave the first Matrix movie a 10. Thank you. No, no, no. But no, yeah, that's, that's the bar, and then everything else goes down from there. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <sighs> um, I thought I had seen this movie before. Apparently I hadn't, but like when I looked at the at the poster that's on IMDb, uh, there is a fish person on there. So I was expecting something completely different that did not happen. Oh, oh the uh, lineup that's poster. a Guillermo del Toro <laughs> fish sex. <laughs> yeah, where like every all the characters are all lined up. A, yeah, okay, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more uh, un- unusual sus or the usual suspects or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the lineup that is the vibe that poster gives. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways. It's a it's an okay movie, you know. It's a comedy. It, like it has it has these ridiculous beats that kind of come out of nowhere. So it's not really grounded in reality. Uh, it, it's 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 a little Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, but I don't know, man. It doesn't look very good. The lighting's not great. Uh, the actors are are over the top. Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't know how to <laughs> her, her her like coming on to somebody. I don't know. It, maybe it's supposed to be over the top and forced. I don't know. We're, we're, we're like, I, like I love when he comes around the uh, the barrister comes around. Ken is that his name? Comes around the corner and he sees her like pulling her tricks on somebody else, and it's just so obvious. Or maybe at that point he's seeing it at the at that time. So he that's why it seems so obvious. But she seems like that the whole time. It seems like how, how are these people falling for this shit when it just seems so fucking obvious? But that's just part of it, you know. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's an okay movie. I, st- I struggle to give it an eight, but I, I think it deserves an eight. It is really weird that this is the movie that gets someone an Oscar. Like I don't, I don't really see that as an Oscar-winning <laughs> performance. Like, like, yeah. like, were the Oscars not not a big deal in the uh, late yeah, 80s? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, was, <laughs> no, was, no, it, was it a like, rough year? It's <laughs> just 88, a really rough year. <laughs> like, like, was no one watching? And they were like, ah, we'll just give it to him. Like, he fucking deserves it, right? Um, Maybe he had cancer or something, and like it was like, oh, a like oh, he's, oh damn, he's, he's got gray hair now. He may be dead soon. I'm gonna die. Uh, <laughs> I, get I don't know. Like as I was thinking about it, it, it's 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 an eight. Yeah, it's an eight. It's cool. Uh, it's it's nice to see John Cleese. I, I'd like to watch more movie, more movies with him. Um, and, and it's cool that he wrote it. Uh, I think that's neat. Also, kind of directed it too. It says here. Yeah, it was sort of a an uncredited co-direction kind he directed of situation. The scenes that his daughter was in. No, <laughs> no, he he had to. The director was so fucking old. He was he hadn't worked in like twenty years on a feature movie, and they were trying to kill him off like the old lady. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking, no, they tried to they tried to convince him to come back for the sake of directing this movie. The insurance company, yeah, wouldn't would not insure the film if. Just it was just him directing because of his age, which blew my mind. I was like, he's he's in his. It's not like he's like ninety. What do you? I don't he know. He was born in nineteen ten. He died in nineteen ninety nine. He did another movie after that called Managing Problem People: Behavioral Skills for Leaders. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> was that an actual movie or was that just a feature like length self-help fe- video? A feature length fucking corporate video. Uh, <laughs> I did some of the written by Stephen Fry, who made a cameo in this. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, I also heard that John Cleese kind of picked up some of the directing towards the end of of the shooting schedule, so that um, Mr. Crichton could transition to the edit. So that was some of the other things that he worked on with it. I think he was also writing uh, Jurassic Park at the time. Uh, that was his grandson, Michael. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> it took, it, that, that was so bad, it took me a while to get it. Um. <laughs> Griggs had to clarify. <laughs> I'm looking up the uh, best supporting uh, actor nominations that year. Kevin Klein won, obviously. Uh, other people nominated Alec Guinness for Little Dorrit. Uh, Holy shit! Haven't seen that, but Alec Guinness nope. is stand up. Uh, Martin Landau, Tucker, The wow. Man in His Dreams, uh, River Phoenix, Running on Empty, uh, and Dean Stockwell, Married to the Mob. Man, I'm the ghost. <laughs> Same guy? Dean no, Stockwell? different guy. Dean Stockwell, he's Dean from Stockwell, Quantum Leap. Yeah, Quantum Leap. Uh, I was trying to think. Yeah, that's what his thing. You know? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But there's a lot of actors that are, look. They like Mississippi Burning was nominated for Best Picture. Gene Hackman has got a Best Actor nod, but where the fuck is William Defoe in Best Supporting Actor? Like he was great in that. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. What how, a how do weird you, how, year. <laughs> how do you get Kevin Klein in this? I love Kevin Klein. I've, I've enjoyed this month, but maybe we should have done French Kiss. I'm just saying. Well, no, you, come on. You, you, you There's still time Ryan for, for anyone who's listening. <laughs> right? You, if you, if you plug want it, Kristen, more. Plug it. If you want more Kevin and Klein. Because originally February, we were going to do all about the love. a yeah, five-week Kevin Klein month, but Brian Brian was opposed to that idea. So that's right. Just, if you, you, you want to hear us talk about French Kiss, which is Kevin Klein and Meg Ryan. Oh. And Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Hells right, yeah. It's, it's on brand. <laughs> Just just request it, and then we can convince Brian that we should all watch it. Uh, you have to we can even me. do it. We can it's, even it's do it next week. Next just week, we can, we can do both of those. Actually, I enjoy that movie too. So we've got the first two weeks of Goodbye February. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm giving this a seven. Same same thing you guys all said. I'm I'm glad we finished uh, Kevin Klein month. You know, with this, this is the one he won the Oscar for. It's nice it to makes see. Sense. It's just surprising that he won an Oscar for it, it because is. of all the, how strong the other ones are. Ooh, I am thinking about the music, so maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I drop it to a six-five. I don't know. Really? Mm. We didn't the talk music, about the score. The music I remember was you pretty talking? Rough. Of, yeah. Like, remember you? Like that was your biggest like fucking complaint. We were talking is like, <sighs> yeah. It's the goddamn uh, suspense music of the robbery. Where the hell did this come from? And then all of a sudden, I love that. I love that shot of the the, the diamonds that's like overlit. Yeah, and then, and then he's like, "Wait, okay, okay, let me move it, and then let me yeah. move it again." Ah, and did go. you get that catch light? And oh, yeah. okay, now we should cut away. Okay, it works. What did you th- what'd you think of the uh, the costumes there, Kristen? Uh, I actually I enjoyed them a lot. Um, I thought Jimmy Lee Curtis, especially. I mean, we already talked about the opening scene with her hat. Like, I loved that so much, where she just turns around and it's just like this perfect silhouette. Um, but I thought everybody had like a very well-defined and individual like look, which I feel like a lot of people. I feel, uh, it doesn't. I, I feel like not. It's not. Um, a lot of pieces aren't stylized like this is. Like so, every, it was very stylized, but it still looked fucking great. I thought most stylized things are really great, but you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all what, the costumes. What about Kevin Klein's black hat that he was wearing most of the movie? Too tight. It was like you too small like for his head. <laughs> what? You, you don't, don't think you don't so? Think it, it works. I was looking at it. I was like, what the character's supposed to be? What the fuck are you doing? He has well-fitting clothes. Okay, like <laughs> yeah, I just don't yeah. know no, that he would care no, no, about. No, when he's wearing that fucking notice, trench coat thing, yeah. the black fucking outfit, and all that, that looks fine. But like the fucking weird, fucking too small for his head, fucking hat. I was like, what are you doing, Kevin? 
I kind of thought it fit though. <laughs> All right, whatever. Yeah, maybe that's it's the late eighties. You let it, you let it slide. The things you notice, Jared. That <laughs> <laughs> head's too small for his head. It's too it's too small for his head. Go back and watch it. You're like, ah, no, I I had the same right. thought. Yeah. I, I will agree with you, Jared. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, you. I will affirm your decision here. Well, but it's not. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I don't hate that choice. I actually think it works pretty well. He looks stupid, but he is stupid. That's the whole thing. That's the whole that thing. That is the point. <laughs> he thought the Gettysburg Address is where Lincoln lives. I love that. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, what do you guys want to guess? Mm, 70. Let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 54. the audience score is a 68. Oh, wait. Which one are we doing first? Hold up. Oh. I don't know, but my, I guess it's... Audience or critics? Oh, we'll, we'll do the audience score first, which is oh. really interesting. I'm, gonna go I'm still going with 54. I'm, I'm going to still stick with 70. With over 100,000 ratings, the audience brings this in at 84%. Wow. Wow. So do you think that the, the critics came in higher or lower? I'm a, I mean, lower. based on the Oscar nod, I... Yeah, no, I still think like 64, yeah. I, I'm going to change my mind to 74, but go on. Okay, so with 68 fucking actual ratings from real critics. Allegedly. A Fish Called Wanda is certified fresh with a 96%. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? what do they say? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm dys- dyslexic <laughs> or something. Did I get those numbers? So uh, the critics' consensus is what? smartly written, smoothly directed, and a solidly and solidly cast. A Fish Called Wanda offers a classic example of a brainy comedy brainy? with widespread appeal. Wait, did you, did say, you brainy? say brainy or brand new? Like, was this like something no, no one no, had ever no, seen no. before? No, it says brainy. What is happening? Brainy? <laughs> did, did they watch the same movie? Is there another movie called A Fish Called Wanda? What? Brainy? Putting heart and heat <laughs> had into accents. a film that could easily have slid on silliness, Cheese oh. proves himself a master actor. Cleese, sorry. Cleese. Uh, I will say that A Fish Called Wanda on... Well, where did it go? Okay. A Fish Called Wanda on IMDb is a 7.5, which is more in tune with where we are. But most films on IMDb are in the 6 to 7 range, I have found. Too many people rate on IMDb super low just out of spite. 96. That's blowing me away. What that's insane. Fuck? And it's because there's an Oscar winner in it. They're like, oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the only thing that I can... <laughs> but that's on like, the critic side. They Which watched it later, and they were like, well, he did win, so I guess it must be actually really Roger good. Roger Ebert gave it four stars. I did see that. Remember, the critic side is... Well, actually, all these are from, like, 2013. I wonder what that's about. Yeah, Maybe that's that what I'm saying. A, like, that feels feels a little bit more like we're, we're revisiting. Is that when the Blu-ray came out? we're <laughs> retroactively <laughs> deciding. Well, you know, we're sitting here t- talking about the Oscars. I, it, the BAFTA, they nominated... Uh, well, no, uh, John Cleese won Best Actor and Michael Palin and won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. Wasn't that in the BAFTA? Yeah. yeah. It was a slow year. Really? <laughs> I mean, they were British icons. Wait, it says it was time, the highest so. grossing independent British film of the year that year. I mean, it was number independent. The highest one at that point. It says it was also the number one rental video in the U.S. in 1989. I mean, I to be that. fair, it's... It, it, it's, really? it's one year before Batman, so like you know, 
expectations hadn't been really been set. <laughs> the bar was really low. No, I because mean, it was hold a on. Hit, no, because look. Okay, so in 2016, <laughs> they had a list uh, Empire Magazine of 100 best British films, and it was ranked 35. Wait, wait, best I, British I have, films. I have heard 35? other like top hundred films to watch before you die situations, and it's on that kind of. Are there a like, hundred British films movies to of- watch? <laughs> Man, I can name fucking like. I mean, there's fifty better like, ones. Well, Harry of my Potter head. movies, so know, there's gotta yeah, be at it's, least it's all Harry Potter, <laughs> and then about a boy, and uh, any of those working I mean, title movies of all like those. Shaun of the Dead, and yeah, and it also James says Bond, hold on because you know, Hugh, Hugh Grant has James at least Bond fifty movies. movies out there. Yeah, I think we could we could probably hit a hundred, right? <laughs> we could because well, but listen, it's ninety nine. It was number. It was voted number thirty nine on BFI's top one hundred British films, the British Film Institute. Um, Bravo also ranked it as number twenty seven under the hundred funniest movies. Like, so this is a highly acclaimed film that we like just it. didn't quite appreciate. <laughs> apparently, it's because we're not smart enough, dude. We we just don't understand apparently, all this brainy humor. Brian, don't call me stupid. <laughs> with the dumb Americans. <laughs> That's right. You're dumb. <laughs> you dumb fuck. <laughs> okay, but hold on. Because wait a minute. Because okay, so it made um, the American Film Institute placed it on its uh, you know a hundred years, a hundred laughs list. But then they made a different one. Hold on, they made a different list for a hundred heroes and villains over the last hundred years, and Otto West was named villain as one of the villains. He's a villain. Top, he's in the top 100 <laughs> villains out of movies. Oh my god! Let's be fair. He English wanna... villains are a little subdued, you know. That was American <laughs> film. That was the American oh, Americans film too. Institute. Yeah, this no. is this is just villains, not just British villains. Like overall villains. Yeah. Oh man, because then he wouldn't even There's qualify. Because Otto West, Darth Vader, Michael Myers. I mean, sure. Yeah, they're they're all. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Did Darth Vader rise above or below? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm pulling the plug on you now. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. And Jared... Where can the audience find you? You can find me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Jared B. Callen. I don't know. Just look me up. I'll be there. I don't know, Brian. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And Griggs, where can they find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And feel free to reach out if you want to see more Kevin Klein for February's Listener Appreciation Month. I almost said reader again. Wow, bro. <laughs> we have readers. Get the transcript. We could be, Jared. They <laughs> laughed for 15 seconds long. <laughs> Man, we, and we do get that complaint. These people laugh on their podcast. Excuse me for having a good time, you asshole. (laughs) This podcast is not for you. (laughs) And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And uh, we're going to close out the show. I think we're going to do track number one, the main titles from A Fish Called Wanda. That's got like 
eh, it's got three or four of the themes played back to back in it. And this is from composer Jean Duprez. Assholes! <laughs> <laughs> 